Hello, 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 and this is Back to Earth with New Path Wellness Group. I am your host, Sean Johnson, and I am so excited about this episode. Uh, We are going to talk about some mental health, and we have uh, my special guest on, Ms. Janice R. Miles. She is a licensed marriage and family therapist marriage licensed marriage family therapist and sex therapist who provides treatment in the state of Massachusetts Connecticut Michigan and California and has over a decade of experience working in various settings including in-home inpatient and outpatient locations with with clients who struggle with anxiety depression trauma parenting skills relationship issues sexuality and much more Our current practice focuses on individuals of those in relationships, supporting them to improve their relationships with themselves as well as those around them. Listen, I love it. I love it. I love it. Hi, Janice. Hi. Hi. How are you? (laughs) I am awesome. I want to thank you for your time today. And I'm hoping that our conversation um, sparks some interest of those out there that may be in need of your service or know someone that might be in need of your service. And um, so, you know, tell us a little bit more about yourself outside of your business. You know, what do you, what do you like to do? Where are you from? And we can go from there. Okay. Okay. Well, again, thank you for having me. Mm -hmm. Um, So I am originally from Massachusetts, born and raised. um, And then I've kind of traveled all over for school. I went to school in Massachusetts, New York, Pennsylvania, um, and met you in Connecticut. So, and it has been a journey ever since. Um, Mm -hmm. In this journey, I've also traveled to Michigan, um, kind of traveled all over the map. Uh-huh. Um, which is how I've been able to help all all people in all these different states. Right. Um, it has definitely been a blessing, but it has been it, it no, but it's been a blessing and it's been a journey that I've, I'm enjoying the, the ride. Awesome, sure. awesome, awesome. Mm-hmm. So yes, we met a while back. I think it's been it's probably been almost ten years already. It's been over ten years, I would yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. Maybe closer to fifteen at this point. Maybe closer to fifteen, huh? Yes, Absolutely. yes, yes. I mean, but time is flying; it's waiting for no man, right? Absolutely, and we <laughs> haven't aged a day. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. But I am super excited about you and your practice and the things that you're doing to help people. And, um, you know, like I was saying before, our podcast is about that. It's like going back to earth, going back to basics, you know, going help, um, you know, looking for help and things like that. So we want to offer information for those out there that don't know where to start. You know what I mean? Sure, and, sure. you know, and, you know, we have that stigma as black mm-hmm. people going to therapy, you right. know, and now it's more and more people are seeking help. You know what I mean? And so this is one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation with you and you share what you do and who you talk to, um, how you help them. You know, is there different modalities you use? Um, you know, what are the 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 uh, most common things that you see in your practice? So the most common thing for for individuals I see, especially with the pandemic, I see a lot of anxiety and depression that has those diagnoses have kind of boomed since folks were quarantining and dealing with the anxiety associated to potentially contracting COVID. Mm. Um, so with us 
with us quarantining ourselves, it has actually given us um, a new perspective on how we look at each other, how we seek treatment as well. Mm -hmm. Um, Folks were accustomed to going into people's offices, going, you know, after work and spending an hour in somebody's office talking about their problems and going from there. And that method is absolutely effective. But now Mm -hmm. we're seeing that we can see each other. We can see a therapist during our lunch break. We can see a therapist um, from our our homes where we're most comfortable. Right, right. Uh, And so that is such a blessing. That is so convenient for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't tell you how many people I've I've had sessions with, and they're they're in their cars during their lunch break. Okay. Um, and so it's great. So they can do process what they need to process, and then go back in and finish their job, and not mm-hmm. feel like they have to, not feel like they have to um to to let other people into their business right. or to take t- too much time out of their day in order to do to work on themselves right um because often we don't prioritize ourselves and that's really an issue Mm -hmm. uh we all like to take care of everybody else take care of work take care of our families which are all important yes Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but if you are not taking care of the foundation which is you then how are you going to take care of all those other people right right. so that's that's a biggie Mm -hmm. um so the other area that i work with a lot is a lot of couples Mm -hmm. so you know, and the pandemic has also increased that. Mm-hmm. Folks are, folks have been home with their significant other mm-hmm. and they're starting to notice a lot of things about each other that they might not be comfortable with anymore. Okay. So they have come to treatment about communication, about their intimacy um, and addressing those concerns that they didn't realize were as much of an issue as they used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and now they are. Right. Right. Awesome. Awesome. So do you find that you're able to guide them in a way where they can absolutely look at themselves um, in a different way? Yes, absolutely. So they need to they need to, to stop and say, OK, I am not the same person that I was 10 years ago, 15 right. years ago, 20 years ago. How, how am I different mm-hmm. and what do I need? Right. Right. And in our and be able to communicate this with their partner as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. And do you find that it's, it's um, invigorating? Is it encouraging? Is it empowering for people? It is. To learn to be able to advocate for yourselves. Because like I said, one of the one issue is communication. Mm-hmm. And so folks don't realize it's not just the words that they're saying. It's the meaning that you have behind it. Mm-hmm. And that meaning means nothing if it's not a shared meaning between you and your partner. So you right. can say what you can say whatever you like, but if your partner doesn't understand it and doesn't receive it the same way that you intended, mm-hmm. then it's potential for an argument. It's potential for an outburst, right. and that's not that's not healthy. That's not helpful for your relationship. Right. right. So teaching couples how to talk to each other, how to speak each other's love language, mm-hmm. um, these are all enlightening to a lot of folks. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So tell me, tell me more about the love language. This is one of the things that I hear a few people talk about, and I know a little bit about it because I, you know, incorporate that within my practice, but tell us how you utilize that. How do you explain, you know, what a love language is and to a couple that's like, you know, like you said, they're looking at each other, they've been, been with each other 10 to 15 years and now they are spending more time with each other in the house than they ever did before. And and they're looking at each other like, okay, I don't know you and you don't know me. I've changed. Right. 
So right. how do you how do you incorporate that love language conversation? So one of the first things that I do with the love languages or the conversation is actually have the couples take the quiz independently. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so the quiz will show you how your love languages are broken down. And sometimes you'll have um, a situation where somebody will have two love languages ranking as that top or second, which is normal. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. And so those love languages are acts of service, words of affirmation, um, touch, um, excuse me, I'm blanking on the last That's two. Okay. Acts of service, word for affirmation, gift giving, touch, and Ooh, Sean, I apologize. Uh, I no, forgot number, no. number five. Uh, we're we're going to find it. We're going to find it. I used to know him by heart. I Yes, and, I'm, and I'm, it would be funny if this was my love language that I'm forgetting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, gifts, acts oh, quality service, time. quality time. Quality time. Yep, yep, yep. Quality yeah, time. That, the funny thing is that is one of mine. So, um, so the love language, so the test will help all of the couples kind of break down what their, their love language is and what is the dominant love language. Mm-hmm. And so we have a conversation about that once they take the test to say, okay, were you expecting that? Is that is a surprise to you? Is your partner's love language a surprise to you? Mm-hmm. And we kind of will converse, have a conversation about that. I also point out to couples that if you took this test 10 years ago, do you think your love language would be the same? And sometimes they say yes, but sometimes they say no. Mm-hmm. And that just help, gives another example of how we evolve as people mm-hmm. that your love language could be quality time today but five years ago it could have been acts of service or gift giving right right or physical touch right exactly mm-hmm. and so we use this as a as a catalyst to start having conversations to say okay so how have you been speaking your partner's love language because with this and with intimacy, which is another thing that, like I said, is is coming up in conversation, mm-hmm. that folks don't realize that intimacy happens outside of the bedroom. Right. Right. Yes. And that's important. Right. Yes. Because yes. Very intimacy, important. I know for me, intimacy is, you know, rubbing my feet. Mm-hmm. Right. Without okay. me asking. So your physical touch. Yeah. Right. Without me asking, you know, so physical touch for me. Yes. And and it's not always, but I rather snuggle than to mm-hmm. make out, you know, yeah. things like that. To me, that's intimate. Right. Right. And, right. And, and so someone else's intimacy may be, you know, a sexual attraction. You know right. what I mean? And, and asking for it instead of me, in, instead of them initiating it, that, you know, sometimes it's that too. Exactly. And that's important is that we also need to recognize my love language needs to be spoken to me without me asking for it. So I don't, if my physical touch is my love language, I don't want to have to ask you to rub my feet. Right. I want you to recognize that this is something that I like you doing. Right. Or, you know, gifts. If gift giving is your is your uh, love language. I don't want to tell you that I want you to buy me roses. I right. just want you to buy me roses. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting when you talk to people about it um, and how women perceive it other than men. Men perceive mm-hmm. it a little different. And even even then, what I did notice um, in, in my relationship, I'll say, is one of the things, if I just rub the top of his head, mm-hmm. he's like, butter yeah yeah simple right 
simple. Right. And and that and that didn't cost you a dime. Not that at all. Nothing. Nope. Not even a whole. Couple, not right. A couple minutes. Right. Right. <laughs> and so sometimes couples need to be reminded how they need to pour into each other because it's it's not one against the other. It's right. team together. Like it's it's both of y'all together. We're working for the relationship. Right. And so when I work with couples, I remind them that neither one of you are my client. Your relationship is my client. And so ah. that's what I'm working on to support ah. y'all in. Nice. Uh, there was yeah. a quote that someone said. They said, you know, we're always saying it's a give and take and mm-hmm. it's not. It's a give and it's give. Not. It is. It's a give it and is. give. Because you can't keep tabs on what is given. Right. It right. has to just be given. And so I don't know if you've heard that adage, you know, you don't lend people money that you're not willing to be to, to be without. Right. That right, you're not right. willing to just give up. It's the same way with love. If you're going to give love, you can't always expect it to get it back. You have mm. to just give it. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. give it. Yeah. Wow. Wow. See, we can have a whole conversation about that alone. Absolutely. Absolutely. On that alone, because that I think is one of the things that um, as I got, as I get older, you know what I mean? Your love language does change, you Mm -hmm. know, and you do um, feel like I don't need to have to tell you, you should automatically know, you know, or we've been together long enough. You should know, you know, when that's not the case. That's right. not the case. And we always blame it on the other. And then we uh-huh. don't look at ourselves to say, okay, what am I doing in this piece? How am I reacting? Am I even responding to their quote unquote or, or doing, uh, you know, uh, responding to their love, long la- love language and things like that. Right. So yeah, that, that's, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. And, and you brought up a very good point is that, are you responding to their love language? If they're not recognizing what your love language is, they may be speaking in their own. Mm. And so that's not necessarily wrong because um, they're trying to express love. They are. But sometimes you just have to pay attention to that saying, okay, you know, he may not be rubbing my feet, but he just bought me, he just bought me dinner without, right. you know, so, so right. now I don't have to cook. So right, right, right. Like, you right. Know what I mean? Yeah. And so, you know, you may not have said, but I didn't need that. It's like, but he was, that person was still trying Thinking to show you right. love. Exactly. Yeah. The they, thought, were try- they were the just thought, speaking the uh, wrong language, but they were still trying to show you about. They were speaking right. their own. Yeah. Right. They were speaking their own. And mm-hmm. yeah. And then a lot of people don't even know what this means. You know, a lot yeah. of people don't even know um, what does that really mean? Right. And so when we get frustrated, because I hear people sometimes they'll say, my husband don't care about me. Or my husband, all right. he does is this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. You know, all he does is, you know, and then also and then I'll go, yeah, but what is his what is his best attributes? Right. right. And, you know, he takes care of the yard. He takes care of the house. He makes sure things are in order. He did the, 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 blah, blah, blah. That's the way they show love. Cause I, I believe men are from Venus and women are from Mars or whatever one it is. Right. <laughs> right. And so right. I believe that because we are different and we're made different. God made us different on purpose. On purpose. On purpose. On purpose. But we're supposed to work in synergy. Yes. Yeah, it's like a yin and yang kind of situation. Exactly. We're supposed to work together. Um, exactly. If we were all the same, you know, it would be, be boring. Puzzle piece. Yeah. It'd be boring. <laughs> you can't put a puzzle together with just one piece. Nope, sure can't. You sure can't. And then some puzzles don't even have edges. 
right. the pieces don't have edges they have curves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you still gotta fit right you still gotta one fit. ways the one way or another nice Absolutely. nice nice so okay so give me a little bit more about um how you help people in say for instance um their sexuality okay so that all all depends on you know kind of what they're working with or what what aspect of sexuality they come with come to me with um some folks i i do work with folks from the lgbtq plus community and so sometimes it's relationships sometimes it is coming to terms with their identity um how do they express their identity um privately and publicly how do those conflict how do they jive okay how do you be your true authentic self in order to be comfortable and be happy Mm -hmm. and and have the same joy that anybody else deserves right and see that that right there have the same joy that Mm -hmm. anybody else deserves and so how do you kind of say to them it's not about someone making sure they have joy it's like having joy within yourself you know, and I think that's where mm-hmm. the conflict comes in because yes, they want to be themselves, but they know they may be ostracized or, and it starts with the family. It doesn't start for, with, right. you know, being right. out in the public. It starts with family. You know what I yeah. mean? Having to come out and things like that to their family is like one of the hardest things. And I commend those that, um, that are who they are, no matter what. Right. You know what right. I mean? No matter what. You know, even outside of the LGBTQ plus community, there are people who are not who they, their true authentic self. Right. So, you know, even those folks can recognize how hard it is to be you. Exactly. How hard it is to be you. Right. Mm -hmm. But as you age, and and this Mm -hmm. is from like, you know, for those younger people that are under 30, maybe, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Because I think Mm -hmm. that age group, they're trying to find themselves. Sure. You know, um, they may be, and I'm saying from 25 to say almost 40, mm-hmm. right? Almost 40, not quite 40. But at that age group, you're having babies, mm-hmm. you know, you're you're having families, um, you may get married, um, you know, you're in your career or you have, or you're just starting your career because you don't, you didn't know what you want to do until then, right? right. Or you've lived so long in the closet that, now it's like okay right 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 when you have all of that happening they think turning 40 and 50 is old and they don't (laughs) want to get there they don't want to grow old but i'm here to tell you as you get older things get better because you learn you live and learn you have to learn after you live you can't learn anything before you live (laughs) (laughs) right and and hopefully those lived experiences experiences give you the foundation to be more grounded in who you are right um because a lot of folks you know that that 18 to 20 range this is when a lot of folks are are first stepping out of their parents home Mm -hmm. unless of course there's circumstances which have encouraged them to grow up a bit faster than others right but this is that point in life where you're like okay i am not under my parents roof anymore i can do what i want what do I want? What do I want? Right. What and do how do I, I do it? Right. I, what I'm finding. How to do it and not fall on my face. And not. Yes. Mm-hmm. But you have and to fall on your face. You have exactly. to. I'm sorry. Exactly. I'm and that's what I was going to say. Is that sometimes you do have to fall on your face. Yeah. You know, and one analogy that I, that I tell folks is that when babies are learning to walk, they stumble, they fall, as everybody knows. 
But what is important is that you don't pick that baby up because there are actually muscles that they're developing when they fall and when they get back up that they need in order to walk. So we have to do the same thing as adults as we have to fall and learn those lessons to pick ourselves back up. And we never know who we're going to be helping in that process when we are picking ourselves up. Absolutely. So do it. Absolutely. So do it. Right. So So do do it. it. I love Mm -hmm. it. I love it. So do it. That that's what that's what I'm going to name this episode. So do it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Um, One of my girlfriends the other day, she showed me a video of her two year old granddaughter with roller Mm -hmm. skates on. Oh, Lord. First time ever. (laughs) Yes. First time ever with roller skates. And let me tell you something. It was hilarious because she kept falling. She kept mm-hmm. falling and getting up, falling and getting Let me tell you, she did not cry. She laughed through the whole Girl process. for her. And we can learn a lot from babies like that. Exactly. She laughed through the whole mm-hmm. process. Oh, it's all about perspective. And exactly. if, you aren't, if you aren't wincing in pain, and, oh, my baby. Then they're yes. like, all right, cool. This is what we do. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, when my kids were little and they bumped their head, I would go, shake it off. Shake it off. You're okay. Shake it off. Yep. You know, even if we saw blood, shake it off. Shake. It's okay. It's okay. Mommy's going to kiss it to life. Let's kiss mm-hmm. it up to God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's what yep. we do. And they, didn't, they weren't afraid to fall. Right. You know, but when we become adults and we're told what to do, and we're taught, you know, don't do this, do that. And we're taught, you know, if you do this, this is going to happen. If you do that, that's going to happen, you know, and things like that. And so that that almost puts us in a, um, that almost makes us free, you know. Yeah. It makes it, us it, fearful. Of and, the and it next. increases a lot of anxiety. Exactly. That produces a lot of anxiety in us as adults, that we're afraid to do anything. We're afraid to, we're afraid to fall, but you're also afraid to soar. Exactly. Oh, that I have a problem with. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that. Yeah. I, I've learned that in the last couple of years. I have a problem with it. Someone said, are you afraid of success? And I'm like, um, huh? You know, and mm-hmm. when they wrote it down, I mean, you know, self-development is key. And that's another reason sure. why I podcast and letting people know that it is okay to see a therapist. Um, yeah. You know, and a therapist can help navigate the road that you're on you Mm -hmm. know sometimes we're on a road that we have no clue and we're afraid of where the end is going to be and sometimes you can see the light at the end of the tunnel but a lot of times we're so uh, we're so foggy that we can't you know and so that's where therapy comes in therapy yeah organize your thoughts and your feelings yes you know yes that's that's what I get from it is it organize helps me organize my thoughts and feelings Mm -hmm. You know, some some folks are concerned that therapists are going to tell them what to do. Folks are go- are concerned that, especially couples, that they the therapist is going to blame them, blame their mother, because that's you know traditionally what who who was at fault for everything. If you're right, looking right, at right. forty in time, right? Um, you know, but I've had I've had husbands who said, you know, I thought you were going to just tell me all the things that I did wrong in this relationship, and I said, well, no, I mean. How's that going to help anybody? If right. You come in and I'm just pointing fingers. Exactly. I said, this is the time for y'all to explore what is go- what is working and what is not working. And if right. you feel that it's a problem, then let's address it. Exactly. But I'm never going to tell you that you have done, that you are the problem or right, your, right, your right. partner is the problem. That's not, right. that's not healthy. Like you said at the beginning, neither one of you are my uh, mm-hmm. clients. Your relationship is my client. 
right you right. know and so that's a great start because when you say your relationship is my client that means i expect you to um to win i'm uh-huh. here for you to win you right know? whatever and, and whatever, whatever that looks like exactly i was gonna say that whatever that like. means to you i'm mm-hmm. here for you to win because the winning will be your decision Whatever yes. decisions you guys decide as a couple, as a relationship, not as an individual, mm-hmm. but as yeah. a relationship, I'm here to support that. You know what I mean? Right. And that's that's where is that's where it's key. You yes. know, that's where it's key because and and because we as couples don't listen to each other. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And when we don't listen to each other and we're, you know, the one, the one is, is over talking the other or, you know, can't wait for the other to shut up so they can get mm-hmm. their point of view in. They don't hear, they don't listen, you know, right. and all that. And, and as a coach, I, um, I had to learn to listen within my relationship, mm-hmm. you know, because these are tools now that I have in my repertoire that I didn't have before. Right. You know right. what I mean? And so mm-hmm. that's that's another reason why, you know, I'm like, no, we got to have you on. We got to have <laughs> you on because these these are the things that some people don't understand. And some people may, you know, and, and everybody's perspective of what therapy is and the purpose of it and things like that is different. So it's yeah. great to hear from a therapist that says, no, this is how I do things. Yeah. You know, this is how I do things. And this is what we may talk about. And this is what I've talked about and things like that. Um, Okay. So when it comes to um, parenting skills, Uh you know, what, what are some of the things that people come to you about? Uh, There are some times when folks are just in a different, (laughs) they're like, I have this child and I don't know what I'm doing. Or one common one, unfortunately, is parents are trying to un- they're trying to discipline the them out of their children. So okay, wait. wait. <laughs> so they recognize to how discipline much the them out of their out children. Of their, All right, I had to hear, yes. I had to say it to myself to understand what you just said. I get it. And, okay, and look, and many of us are guilty yep. of this, but they yep. they say, okay, this is definitely my child because they have the attitude or they have yes. the this and the that. Yes. that the energy, the, yes. the rambunctious, whatever. Right, and you're right. like, oh my goodness, can you please just stop doing whatever that right, is? Right, right, right. So I encourage parents to like, okay, let's recognize that this this is your baby and this is you. This is you. Let me tell so you, you. I <laughs> say to my daughter all the time, I'm sorry. Yeah. Because she has no <laughs> I tell her all the time, I'm sorry. And she's an right. adult. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And so, you know, encouraging parents to just say like, okay, so you've been there. Yeah. So let's stop and think, what did you need right. in that, that time? time? That's a good question. Yeah. Repeat that. What did you need at that time that you were doing those things? If you needed an outlet, if you needed somebody to listen to you, if you just needed a hug, this is what your child is. Your child is mirroring this. They're going through that same cycle. And you may not have gotten it as a child. So let's break that that generational curse and let's give that to your child what they need. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I never heard it broke down like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Because even in that, like you said, wait, mm-hmm. say the phrase again. 
Say the phrase again. Which one? The, the uh, generational curse? Nope. How um you you trying to discipline you out oh, of your child. Oh, yeah, 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 the yeah, you yeah. out of your child. You're yeah. trying to discipline the you out of your child. When you think about it that way, that hurts. You know that, yeah. right? <laughs> right, it does. It does. <laughs> you know, whatever the discipline is, and I'll, I'll just say that, you know, I encourage folks, whatever it doesn't matter the discipline that you use it does matter obviously but Mm -hmm. you have to be consistent with whatever it is and so if your child is looking for attention but you keep putting them on time out that's not helping that's not helping the situation right they just need that attention so instead of doing that just say all right babe fruity pie honey bunch i think you want someone on time with me so let's go do this right you are making dinner pull up a chair next to the counter and let them help you make dinner. They're gonna make a mess depending on their age, but at least that they're there and they're and they're gonna be proud of themselves. And they're gonna be, they're proud. Gonna be so proud of themselves. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Yes. If you're working on a car, pull up a, a towel or a blanket or whatever and let them just look up under that car with you. They are just gonna and they're also gonna be proud exactly. of the work that they did. Because they're like, I helped my parent do this. Yes, yes. I help with dinner. How how are my biscuits? Yeah, right. And it doesn't take much. It doesn't. It, we just have to have the patience. I think what right. it is too is people don't have patience. But the pandemic definitely slowed everybody down. It did. Right? Absolutely did. Slowed Absolutely everybody did. down. Maybe except for the first responders, but mm-hmm. it slowed everybody down, right? And, you know, and even with kids, one of my cousins um, works with kids. And during our family reunion, we had a virtual family reunion and she did the piece with the kids. And her thing was, what were your biggest, um, uh, the biggest things that you, what is it? What did she say? What was your biggest takeaway or your, I want to say takeaway from the pandemic how did it affect you you know Mm -hmm. talking to the kids and these kids came out with some things you know and one says I have more time with my mom right you know she was happy that she was having more time with her mom yes and her mom was on the call and she had to go off screen because she started crying because she didn't even know that 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 mattered to her Mm -hmm. daughter like that yeah I mean, I have clients who are saying, like, I'm able to eat my meals with my kids now. Right. So right. it's like breakfast, lunch, and dinner was all family happening time. with their yes. family again yes. versus, you know, just not. And right. So, pa- and it, passing in it, the wind, fast food. Exactly. Drive exactly. up. Yes. And, you know, and it's not it's not the meal that that is important to the kids. It's that time that it's you the spend. Time. It's the time. I know when mm-hmm. I was a kid, we sat at the table. You know, yeah. and I, I encourage that and I do that with my kids. They they have to come once a month and we sit at the table. We eat. Mm-hmm. Nobody can have their phone at the table, you know, and it's right. why we have grandkids, you know. Okay. So yeah. um, we're playing with, the, you know, with the games. We pull out board games, you know, things like that. But that's the right. way I grew up. So I just kept it going. Yeah. And I know? think that's a beautiful thing. I mean, it's just, this continues the conversation about communication that, you know, also is very important couples have difficulty with communication and unfortunately if they don't learn how to do it in a healthy way and then model it for their children then their children grow up having difficulty with communication as well and so over dinner at you know talking about your highs and lows for the day that's a great way to start talking about conflict resolution 
Mm-hmm. That's another thing that we, unfortunately, everybody has grown up not knowing how to handle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so if it's mm-hmm. not modeled at home, then, then where else are we going to get it? get it? Yeah. Right. They're going to get it. Wow. That's where the village comes in, too. Ex- you know, exactly. having that village, you know. Exactly. Because um, we move away from our families or we move away from the city or we move away from, you know, and we realize mm, our village is back over there. Let me get mm-hmm. closer. Let me go, you know, mm-hmm. or find a way to make sure that they're part of it. And then that takes away stress in the household, too. You yes. Know, you have um, others that can help. Wow. Right. Wow. Like-minded. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Nice, 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 nice. Okay. All right. One more thing I'm going to ask. Sure. So when you are, um, who is your, who is that person? If you want to give a great word to that couple or to, um, that, uh, parent or couples that are parents, um, give us a, give us a good word or a good, uh, you know, tool per se that you would impart on them as we close out? Um, narrow it down a little bit for me. If you were to talk to a couple or when you're talking to a couple that has kids Mm -hmm. and you're talking about communication and things like that, what are like the key things or one key thing that you have them do um, when they leave from you or to, for them to like really think about, you know, cause sometimes people, you know, you give them homework or just mm-hmm. things to think about and things like that. What are the, what are the things that if, if, when that listener, we have those listeners that may be dealing with something like this or thought about, um, therapy, couples therapy or whatever that is, what would you tell them, um, to think about? And also how could they get in contact with you? Okay. So with couples, we have to think about what is, what is our priority? What is our end goal? Um, I mean, with individuals as well as what is your priority and what are you, what are you hoping to get out of therapy? What are you hoping to get from yourself? Mm. Um, because you, at the end of the day, you are the, the one who have the only one you have mm-hmm. you know you you have other folks yes but if you aren't pouring into yourself then you can't pour into other people um for sure um yeah I think that is in self-care also I was just I about a, to say yeah I'm a big advocate for self-care I recognize how difficult it, it can be for folks Um, and I'll admit that I'm not always as good as I preach to Mm -hmm, folks to mm -hmm, do it. mm -hmm. That means you're human. That yes, it means I'm human, but also that is why I know how important it is because I'm not doing it as well as I could or should. Um, and so if you're taking care of yourself then you will, your perspective on, on things are different, Mm -hmm. are completely different. And taking care of yourself doesn't mean cutting people off. No, it just means. That just means prioritizing yourself. Right. Prioritizing your own. Putting that oxygen on first. Right. Right. And that's a great analogy. And so for those those listeners who aren't familiar, um, you think about if you've ever been in an airplane 
is when those oxygen masks come down and they always say, put it on yourself before you put it on anybody else with you. Mm-hmm. That you're with children. And they say, make sure you put it on yourself. And I'll admit the first time I heard that while I was riding with um, a young child, I was I was helping him to not be an unaccompanied minor. Um, and they said, ma'am, make sure you put it on yourself first. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> I was like, yeah, sure. Okay, whatever. I'll put it on this child first. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But, but as an adult, I recognize why they say that is because if you don't take care of yourself and you pass out, who's taking care of the baby? Who's taking care of the baby? So you, so likewise, in real life, you have to pour into yourself. You are the foundation. If you're taking care of other people, who is going to take care of those folks? And who's going to take care of you if you don't? Right. Awesome. I like that. I like that. All right. So, oh, who is going to take care of you if you don't? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to call this episode, So Do It. So okay. we're talking about all those things, right? And taking right. care of yourself. Just do it. Just do it. Just do Just it. If do it's it. one thing at a time, it could be um, uh, a consistent 10 minute quiet time for yourself. That's taking care Absolutely. of you. Absolutely. It doesn't it have to take be, a whole lot. No, it can be an extra five minutes in the shower. It right. can be. You right. know what I mean? Right. It, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be a spa day. It can right. be little things. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. And, and it can be it, stretching. Yeah. And it just has to be on, it just has to be on purpose and on conscious, you know, consciously, right. consciously for yourself, put yourself, yourself on the calendar, right? Absolutely. You know, because most people work by calendar, right? A lot mm-hmm. of people work by calendar, put yourself on the calendar, just like you have an appointment with someone else. You put, make that appointment for yourself. That's yes. awesome. Okay. So tell us how our listeners could get in contact with you. And, um, if you take insurance, um and also what are your um are you do you have flexible hours are you you know things like that so yep so easiest way to find me is is a quick google search um you will find a lot of my contact pages on therapy for black girls psychology today choosing therapy um there there are quite a few out there um my direct line if folks want to call me directly the the number is 866 705-7420. Can you repeat that? Sure. Mm 866-705-7420. Okay. Uh, I do not take insurance, but if your insurance company offers out-of-network benefits, then I can help support you in getting the super bill and getting reimbursed from there. All right. Awesome. Awesome. I want to thank you. Thank you. Thank you again. I will put your information in the um, description of this episode. And if you guys are lurking, li- want to learn about your love language. I love that. Mm-hmm. Learn about your love language. Li- we might have two titles here. You know, okay. learn about your love language. So do it. Or so do it. Learn about your love language. One or the other. Okay. <laughs> Because um, I think that's I think that's important, especially with um, people that are just you know learning themselves or or you know whatever that is or trying to find themselves. You know what I mean? That sure. is really something that that is great to learn about. Um, we may do another episode on that. Okay. Go a little deeper on that. You know, sure. 
the five love languages and what they mean and all of that. I think that's a great, a great episode. So we may bring you back for part two. Okay. Um, okay. And um, so yes, your information will be in the description. Her number again is 866-705-7420. And I want you to go out there and take care of yourselves. Okay. So listen to our episode, follow us, um, subscribe, share this episode with anyone that you think would benefit from it. And I'd love to hear your um, your feedback on this episode and what was your takeaway, you know? And like I say all the time, if you don't take care of your body, where are you going to live? And also she will be live. If you want to meet her live on Zoom, she will be on our Love Yourself Thursday um, class on October 6th at 7 p.m. You can go to Sean D. Johnson. That's S-H-A-W-N-E-D Johnson.com and go to um, our program. What is it? No, events page and just log in at 7 p.m. on our Zoom. So I hope to see you there. We're going to talk more about, we're going to continue this conversation and all is well. Have a great, amazing day.